Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno. And direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. Happy New Year's to all. As always, Thursday nights, new content drops. Tonight's episode, we welcome one-third of the new power trio, Heroes and Monsters. We have Todd Kearns, the bassist and vocalist of this band. Now, Todd, he's been playing with Slash and Miles Kennedy for like the last 15 years. He's worked with uh, Bruce Kulik on Bruce's solo stuff and a whole resume of other acts. This new band is joined by other rock and roll lifers and friends. Guitarist Steph Burns. Steph has worked with Y&T and Alice Cooper. And drummer Will Hunt, who currently drums for Evanescence. He's worked with Black Label Society and Stained. Well, their debut new album comes out tomorrow, January 20th. So Metal Walt and I had a chance to speak with him. We, we talked to him about how the band got together you know, these guys, they're just lifers. They work with everyone. It's a cool discussion. Before I bring Walt out, though, I just want to remind you to get up to our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Now, join our community by, when I say that, I mean, fill out the newsletter. That way, you get a weekly update whenever we have new radio shows, new podcasts. We have uh, weekly CD reviews from Mark Zagati. He joined our staff. Last week, he did a review for this band, Celestial Wizard. This week, King Kraken reviews. Now, these are bands that fly under the radar, but, you know, we're always trying to expose both ourselves and you, our audience, to some of this other stuff that's out there. So check that out. Recent podcast, we had a two-parter with Jason McMaster. We had Tim Ripper Owens at the Holidays. And then we have our other 140-plus episodes. So go there, download, subscribe, review, all that stuff. It really does help. Let's welcome my brother in metal, Metal Walt from New Jersey. So today's uh, feature interview, Todd Kearns, uh, Heroes and Monsters. Uh, what would you think? It's kind of like when we talked to Jason McMaster last month and we had a little bit of an agenda and then we didn't. And we just started talking like a couple guys in a room in a garage, blasting some music. And he was just like, you know, we talked about the new album, the new uh, band heroes and monsters, but it just got into fandom and all the other stuff he does and all the things we like just a cool, regular old guy that we could all relate to. All right. Well said. So let's get into this. 
For Metal Walt, I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Our guest today is Todd Kearns, a diverse and multi-talented rock and roll musician. Todd's been at the helm for decades now. He's best known as the basis for the Slash and the Conspirators band, as well as frontman for former Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulick's solo outfit. But today we're here to talk to Todd about his new trio, Heroes and Monsters. Their self-debut album drops tomorrow, January 20th. Todd, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. Good to be here. Good to be here. How are you? We're doing well. I go by the Vernomatic. I'm up here in Rochester. My co-host goes by the name Metal Walt. He's down in New Jersey. Say hello to Walt. And I'm in and I'm in Las Vegas. So avoiding the weather, I suppose. Walt, are you okay over there? We're okay. Verno's where it got bad up there. He gets the uh, he gets the Buffalo weather. I get the, oh. it, was, it was 68 degrees yesterday. I had shorts on. I'm not gonna. Oh, lie. well done. Well done. Listen, yeah, listen. So. Let the record be set. Buffalo has over a hundred inches of snow. Up here in Rochester, we have had nine inches this year. Wow. So we're we're 60 minutes down Interstate 90, but we might as well be galaxies apart when it comes to snowfall. So Poor Buffalo. That sucks. Man, oh, man. I know. But at least everyone, uh, it's over with for now, and they got out of it. And then they got Hamlin. That's that whole thing. What what a trip, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Damar Hamlin. But he pulled out of it. We're getting reports. Um Big big football fan, Todd. I you know I'm Canadian, so <laughs> <laughs> we never had. Uh, well, we have football, but it's Canadian football. But it's like so. It's like it's been a newly acquired interest that I kind of like. Well, we got the Raiders now out here, which is interesting. Yep, yep. That's a whole other conversation. But uh, I still haven't been to a game yet. But I go to the I go to the Knights all the time, the Golden yeah. Knights. But that's hockey. That's that's a given. Well, you stole my question for later, Todd. I was going to say, being a Canadian guy, who's your team? I'm a big Islander fan, but I guess you're transplanted Canadian following a nice <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we 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 are all very excited to have a team here and did everything we could to make sure that was going to stay forever. And uh, it, it definitely looks like that's the case because the team is, well, whether whether they perform or not, it, the the games are such a blast here that we have we we love them to death. That's awesome. Well, Todd, hey, we want to get into the uh, new album. Really, congratulations on the the new band, Heroes and Monsters. Thank you so much. And it it totally kicks ass. And I say that you know with all sincerity. I think this is going to be a, a 2023 highlight for us, and hopefully, it does well for you. Great. The same. But before we get into it, I got to know something. Why are <laughs> you called Todd Dammit Kearns? No, nah, it's funny. <laughs> um, well. Todd Dammit rhymes with God damn it. So that was kind of the the the, the nickname as a, as when I was younger. And then um and then there's a punk rock aspect of Johnny Rotten and all those kind of things where you stick a name like that in there. When I came to Vegas, it was fun because for me it was like no one cared what I had done in Canada. I was like, you know, I got gold records in Canada, but no one knew who the hell I was when I came to the States. So as a gag, I would just introduce myself as Todd Dammit, and that became a thing. Vinnie Paul from uh Pantera was a good friend of ours and he would just scream Todd damn it across casinos. And I'd be like, Oh, Vinny's here. Um, And then slash started introducing me as that. And that really kind of cemented it really. It was always kind of just like a, a, 
a laugh. And then, then there's now there's a t-shirts and it's a whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, you, you're a Canadian by nature, but you live out in Vegas. Talk about the scene out there. I mean, we hear about it all the time in all kinds of forms. Like that's like the new hotbed of like rock and metal. What's it like out there now? For the scene? Well, it is, it is interesting because even when I, since I've been here, it's it slowly become more and more of a, um, you know, a lot of the LA hang has come out here. It's either here or Nashville. I find that they, everybody mm-hmm. seems to be going, but I think for those of us who still treat LA as, um, as a, a place of business and a place of, I, I consider it a, a distant suburb of Los Angeles. Um, but it was much more affordable and, you know, and, 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 and the, the big thing for me, and I, I bring it up all the time is being able to, um, facilitate all these different casinos with showrooms. And every time I walk into a casino, I think there's a guy playing piano over there and a guy playing acoustic guitar over there. There's a showroom where there's a disco band playing. And so all the musicians and, and the blue man group and, 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 you know, all these yep. different things that, that um, there are musicians working all over town. And I think that's awesome to be able to be in a place where, you know, a person can make a living playing piano or guitar and, and have a house and put their kids through school and, and have a life, but, but as a musician. Sure. It's a great place to be. Hopefully I'll get out there again someday and uh, catch some of the music out there. But again, definitely want to get into the new release now. So congratulations again on it. Um, this you. is a real power trio, the way I see it. And it was really interesting in the notes to see the musicians that you brought along to play with you on this. Uh, Steph Burns is a guy that I went, oh my God, I haven't thought about Steph in a long time. Y&T, Contagious. You know, I think the last time I saw him, he was playing with Huey Lewis. Yeah. Um, Alice Cooper on the uh, mm-hmm. the Hey Stupid tour. And then you have Will, F- Will Hunt from Evanescence. But mm-hmm. just in general, how did you get together with these yeah. guys to put this collaboration together? Well, Will, I've known. So he reached out to me and was like, hey, um, I'm knocking some ideas around with a friend of mine. I go, send the music over. Let's do this. So he sent it over. And um, the first song was a song called Locked and Loaded. And it came together really quickly. And then another one and another one and another one. And the next thing you know, you're making a record, you know. Like I say, initially, there was no, I mean, if, if it had not gone well, it just would have went away. You know, like if it had just been kind of like, eh. You know, I was that was cool. It, you know, it would have just sort of fallen by the wayside, but it started to come together, and then it turned into uh, into uh, what it is. You know, I think that that's that's the exciting thing about the organic aspect of doing this because I I honestly didn't need another project thrown in my lap, but it was like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. Todd, was this a virtual recording? Oh yeah, yeah, it was completely remote. Like it, I'd only entertained one other project like that. Um, prior to that, I'd done a record called Minefield with two friends of mine from Ace Fraley's band. And we did that. We just kind of made a record like completely, it was also during COVID. Um, and that was really fun. And then, and then with this, it was very much the same thing. So by that point, I felt quite confident that we could do it because I, and working with Slash, Slash loves to be in the room together. Yeah. We're going to go to a studio and make a record. And that's, that's the preference no matter what, you know, but that said, it was sort of, uh, you know, that, you know, Steph's in Milan, Italy and Will's in Florida, Orlando or something. I'm here in Vegas. So it was kind of like, like, there's no reason why here in the 21st century, we can't, we can't do this. So that was just the, basically the idea writing, sending ideas around, uh, recording, uh, and all that stuff can be done completely independent of one another. 
So, hey, back to the uh, the release. Um, again, the press notes kind of, they bait you and they say, you know, you hear the uh, the influence of the guys on this, yet it has a, you know, kind of a modern feel. Um, when I dug deep in there and I heard your singing, my brain immediately said, oh, my God, it's as I hear Freddie Mercury and I hear Dennis D. Young. Yeah. Talk about wow. how you guys put this stuff together. What was your inspiration or what did you set out to do in, in writing this album? I've been thinking about that very thing because it's often, you know, kind of going into things with a game plan. That game plan always changes depending on how things kind of roll along. And the sound of the band, like you can kind of have like a, an idea of like, we should do this kind of a thing. And often as you're doing it and, and writing it and putting it together, it can kind of become its own thing. And I think that's very much what happened with this. I think it just sort of, we didn't really kind of go into it with too many preconception ideas of like, we definitely had ideas of what we like. I mean, there's going to be collectively what we like, and then there's individually what we like. And everybody brings their own, you know, their own dish to the potluck, as it were, you know, and sort of like, and you kind of like serve it up. And uh, this really kind of grew into what it is in its own way, you know, and I think that that's kind of the beauty of of something like this is it kind of really becomes its own its own thing. Like like it's like like with with this, it's like Heroes and Monsters didn't exist, you know, in 2022 and 20, well, 2021, let's say. And then all of a sudden it exists, you know, and then, wow, it's just cool to see that there's these songs and this sound out there. What's the uh, what's the name of the band about? And, and about the album cover, I always we always like to talk about the album cover because we're old school guys. I think we're all in the same age range. We like to look at the. Product. I appreciate that. I appreciate and, uh, that. No, yeah, no, we look it's... at it. It's got that that imagery. You yeah. know, the, the the clouds looming. There's somebody standing in a cornfield. What's the image and the name of the band? Talk about it. Image wise, I just liked that image. It was a, a photograph that that they they showed me, and I was like, I mean, we looked at a number of different things, but there was something really cool about that sort of, you know. <laughs> the moodiness of the of the image and and the sort of in a weird way hopefulness and the power of the lightning and all that kind of stuff but the um the name i think to me sort of represented in a way like that weird thing of how we have you know that guy's my hero but to somebody else that guy's a monster you know what i mean like or you know and, and that can mean not just like a person it can mean the internet it can mean you know how the it's an it's a wonderful thing it's a terrible thing you know it's like and how all those things kind of like are one and the same and how we have to kind of like live with all of that all at once so that's kind of my take on it anyway is just sort of like the the good and bad version of and it, and it's all the same thing just depending on who's who's calling the shots in that particular moment yeah todd i want to comment on a little block of songs we'll go in the middle of the album the tracks Angels Never Sleep into uh, I Knew You Were the Devil. It's sort of like a yin and a yang, two different yeah, types yeah, yeah. of songs. We always love a great album that sequences well. And mm -hmm. by the time you get to these tracks, I think they're like five or six in the, the lineup. Tell us a little bit about these songs, because that first one, Angels Never Sleep, what are my notes? This one builds slowly, some nice acoustic work before the heaviness kicks in. Right. And so uh, comment on these tracks. Well, that's the coolest thing about those kind of songs to me is that sort of, you know, kind of a little bit of a a November rain kind of thing where it sort of starts one way and kind of goes another. You know what I mean? Like, I suppose, you know, I suppose that uh, Stairway to Heaven would probably be a better example in in the bigger picture. Although that one sort of it gets heavy pretty fast. It's not like that kind of thing. But um, there's a moodiness to that song that's sort of um, big and 
brash and epic and and at least attempting to be as as much as possible so um that one definitely uh is sort of the first lean into that kind of like uh ambitious sort of arrangement devil is super in your face yeah <laughs> rock and roll song you know what i mean which to be honest i suppose is sort of my natural uh go-to is always the kind of like yeah this song whoops ass let's play this one as loud as possible but i think it's important to have those kind of you know lights and shades and yeah. and ups and downs within the course of a, of a recording because it's it's weird to have a record that's 10 songs that are exactly the same song or same version of different versions of the same song you know i mean so um uh but yeah i think that's i think you know, it was very cheekily on purpose that there was an angel and a devil song next to each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are the uh, the devil song. That one's got balls all the way. But, you know, Todd, my observation of those two songs specifically, I was listening in on uh, Steph's guitar playing. And there's a lot of there's a lot of contrast in his playing. You know, you get his ripping, shredding, melodic guitar solos that we know him for from back in the day. But then there's also sort of the the downtune riffing that's apparent in most of the songs. You hear it on the opening track. You hear it on most of the tracks. Yeah. You know, what is, yeah. What's what's Steph, what was his approach coming in with this, with his work? He's such a monster player. I, I totally understand why he's had so many diverse gigs. You know what I mean? Like he's sort of, he, and something like Heroes and Monsters really only shows probably 10% of what he can actually do. Do you know what I mean? As a musician. But he is one of those players that, um, in, a, in very much sort of defines the sound of the band, like you were saying with the down picking kind of thing. That is very a very big part of the sound of the group. Um, but he is a monster player. I really hope he gets, you know, even more recognition just by people checking out this record. Uh, it's uh, yeah, he, it's, it's great playing. And again, it reminded me of that. Wow, I haven't thought of him in such a long time. Um, I want to grab a couple songs that are my favorites. And I, uh, you know, you talked a little bit of Locked and Loaded. That one kind of sets the tone for the album. But then Raw Power and Let's Ride It, these are two of my favorites. Here's my notes on them. Raw Power showcases that downtune riffing, but the strength is in the vocals, the ranges mm. and the harmonies, killer guitar solo, and a really, really strong and catchy chorus, the Raw Power chorus. Yeah. And then Let It Ride is like, this is, to me, one of the two highlights on the album, for me at least. It's got the, the vocals are amazing. It's a real party-type song, super melodic catchy and again i hear that that vintage freddie mercury in there so uh whatever you look to do there was uh well accomplished so talk about those two well thank you i think a lot of your references are pretty bang on i think that you know stuff like you know vintage queen and cheap trick and some sweet you know in yep. in stuff like let's ride it i think is definitely on purpose with a big gang vocal chorus and um it's just a good time. That song is a, a really great, fun, big song. Um, and uh, it's in its own way sort of represents much of what the three of us are very much into. And then, and then something like raw power is that sort of like, you know, the gloves are off. We're coming out swinging and, and uh, lock up your children. It's definitely, definitely good. And another one that later in the album, I think that ties in here. And this is one, I don't know if you ever plan on getting this unit out on the road, but Set Me Free, man, that one is just highlight. Number one track for me. I mean, it's it's got the musicianship. It shows your chops. There's jamming. There's improv in there. That one would be totally killer live. It's got that fast pace to it. 
And even a song like Break Me, I'm Yours, like I hear like a little simple riffing, like an ACDC yeah. going on there. Just really, really cool rockers. Vern, you've listened to the album. What's your take on these? Oh, I, I agree. And I see the Queen, too. There's just something about it. Um, right. I like the subtleness, like the last track, And You'll Remain. Uh, yeah. A great closer. The acoustic buildup uh, has a bit of a march to it. It's one of those songs that we had a tough time figuring where to place it because it felt like, for lack of better words, you know, that kind of like, you know, um, uh, I hate using words like important because it seems like super pretentious, but it felt like in terms of what we were doing musically and what we were doing, like, uh, it felt like something that should be, have its own moment. So having it at the end of the record felt like maybe the closing credits of a film or something, you know, the closing credits of our film that we just, you know, you made you listen to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that that's, again, that's important to have those sort of hills and valleys and peaks and valleys of, of how music should be uh, really heavy or, or sometimes a little on the, you know, intimate and delicate side. And that, that song is definitely one of those uh, needs to be kind of heard kind of songs. Now, yeah, totally. Walt quickly mentioned something about touring. Yeah, we are going out for a few weeks in February to Italy. We're going to do a run of of some cool stuff over there, which I'm really excited. I haven't been overseas since 2019, so for me, it's it's time. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, like you know, again talking about resumes, it's like you know, then you've got to deal with Will's going off to Evanescence, um, and we all have other stuff going on, so that in itself turns it into um, trying to find another window where we could be able to do something like that. I mean, this kind of stuff comes up. I mean, when you talk about frontiers, they often put together a a grouping of guys that make a record that have no intention of touring. You know, they'll just make a record and it's awesome, but it's just not likely that it's ever going to tour. But um, we always intended that we would like to be able to take this thing out and do something with it. Do you know what I mean? And then that way, uh, but at the same time, it's so difficult with all of our schedules. And, and I think that, you know, those schedules existed before there was COVID. So, and then when the COVID went away or when the lockdown went away, those schedules still exist. So now it's a case of like, we're putting out this music. We're proud of this music. We hope you enjoy this music. And we're going to try and make, uh, you know, make it all work one way or another, hopefully at a club near you. Who knows? Yeah, that would be awesome. Well, it is a great release, Todd. Uh, we really love it, as we said. Um, we want to be mindful of the time, and we want to get into a little bit about the other parts of your career, a little heavy metal history. John, I think you have some uh, a listener question. Yeah, uh, Kale Jammer, formerly of Rochester, spent 30 years in Henderson, Nevada. Ah, of course, yeah. When I mentioned we were doing this, um, he got all excited, and he's a big uh, Golden Knight fan himself. So sure. uh, maybe you guys have bumped into each other at games. Probably. Kale Jammer asks... Ask him about the Bruce Kulick New Year's Eve event, wondering how many people pony up the dough to go to that. Comment on the Bruce Kulick uh, whole experience, the New Year's Eve event and all. Yeah, we just had that this this New Year's, so it was um, it was meant to be held as a as a uh, intimate kind of hang, and uh, you know I don't have a whole lot to do with the business. I was just asked to play two days and yeah. one one acoustic show and one electric show and i was like hell yeah sounds like fun and and it was we had a blast it was um uh bruce held it as like a two-day maybe even a three-day type thing event where people came in and they hung out Mm -hmm. they 
they went to kiss mini golf. They had dinner together. They, uh, we did a roast Don Jameson from, from Jersey. Yeah. Um, from that metal show came and hosted a, uh, a roast we did of Bruce. And, um, and then we got up and we, we did an acoustic show on the, on the first night, which was really fun getting to do, you know, some of that, you know, the, 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 well, you, I was going to say more acoustic stuff, but we do like a lot of stuff that wasn't originally presented as acoustic in acoustic form. And then we did the electric night the next night. So that was, it was really fun. I mean, that whole Bruce thing has been a real gift. Uh, Bruce and Bob, you know, when they asked me to do that thing back in 2017, it really opened a whole door of opportunity that I did not expect to be in my life. And now here it is. Now I'm like, not only am I on a, a branch of the Guns N' Roses tree, it's the mm-hmm. branch, the, that branch is called Slash, and I'm a tiny twig off that. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the branch of the Kiss tree, I'm a tiny twig off the Bruce Kulick branch. So that whole world has presented a whole new thing for me that I, I did not expect. And it's been nothing but a gift. What's your hod? It's got to be killer because I, I mean, I'm 52. Mm-hmm. My first car, 76 Buick Skylark. 1987, 88. I Love had three it. three cassettes I played those years. One was uh, Crazy Nights. The other one sure. was Vinnie Vincent's Invasions, All Systems Go. And the other one was Freely, Freely's Comets debut. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I fucking burnt those cassettes <laughs> out, man. Every time I see that these shows go down in Vegas, I'm like, God damn it. Why can't Bruce get over here to Jersey and do one? And, and check this out. I'm friends with one of the guys from the Grand Funk Railroad camp, and he's friends with Bruce. He connected me with Bruce. We almost got him on the show last year, but he was prepared for that whole Creatures Fest. Right, right, right. uh, I was like, but that's this is something I got to see this at some point. If he can't bring it here, we got to go to Vegas, John. So you got to tell Bruce. East Coast. I know. We we keep trying (laughs) to get it anywhere else. Like we do the Kiss Cruise or we do Vegas because we're all in Vegas. So. Um, but we keep threatening to try and get it out. But again, it's another thing with scheduling with Grand Funk and yeah. Zach plays with Ace Fraley and Corey Taylor. And then me and Fitz play with Slash and everything else that we got going on. So it's 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 one of those things. But it has been a blast, honestly. Like the first time I saw Kiss was Animalized. So Bruce was the guitar player. And, um, you know, that's it's one of those things. Like, I can't believe I play in a band with this guy. It's so weird. But his wife, uh, we learned through uh, COVID that his wife has like a pancake recipe business. And I ended up communicating online with, with her. And I'm like, wait, I'm trying to get Bruce on the on the conversation <laughs> to talk Kiss. And here I am talking about pancakes. <laughs> so hopefully at, pancakes. Some point, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully at some point you were over his house and maybe uh, his wife cooked for you. Oh, yeah. That happens all the time. <laughs> well, even awesome. Brit, Bruce is a pretty good damn cook himself, actually. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's your favorite songs to play from Revenge or uh, Hot in the Shade? You know, what's so funny is it's like, it's actually the ones that you least expect. I remember like they, Bruce was really pushing for Turn on the Night from Crazy Nights. And I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But then you play it and like, it's something about scaling away the production of those keyboards and the stuff from those records. When you start playing it as a rock band, you go like, this is a whole other experience. And and a lot of the experience is actually witnessing the reaction of the people as you're playing these songs. That's what's the big deal. Because there's there's songs that I love to play and there's songs that I enjoy playing more than other songs. But when people freak out to Little Caesar, the song that Eric sang, you know, we do yeah. that and, and that kind of stuff. It's like stuff that they go, I would never have expected seeing this played in a live context. So when they do, it's just a big deal. So that said, there's, you know, so many songs. I mean, I was a fan all the way through. I was not one of those guys that was like, I'm done. I was there like from, you know, 
lick it up into animalize asylum and on. And I was just, you know, and then they put the makeup back on and I'm still here. Yeah. You know, I got all kiss guitars to prove it. (laughs) That, um, you know, that run of creatures, animalize, uh, lick it, lick it up. Totally. Crazy night's got a little colorful, if you will. Uh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you know, Mark St. John era. When you, now you mentioned you saw Animalize. Who opened for him when you had a chance to see him? Dawkin. And it was funny because on this on this most recent Kiss cruise, I'm standing side stage with Paul Stanley, which is weird enough. Yeah. And, and I look at Paul and I go, you know, the weird thing was the first time I ever saw you guys, these guys were opening. He goes, huh? You just kind of like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like it was a moment of like, what a big deal that was to me. Like you know, getting to see Dawkin, let alone Kiss, was a big deal. Yeah, I saw him with Queensrÿche. Yeah, Queensryche was a big chunk of the tour, but I, we, we were just before the before Queensryche joined the tour. We was on Tooth and Nail uh, Dawkins. Yep, yeah, yeah. Who I loved at the time. You know, I I, I still I still have great deal of respect for those guys. Well, uh, uh, Todd, a couple more things before we let you go. Um, I mean, we talked about your slash. Um, I can say I'm a, a big fan of Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. And I was looking at the timeline. I think the band's been together 12, 15 years already. I, I was looking at my list of shows. I've seen you guys four times in the tri-state area. Wow. Really, really love it. And I can't say I'm like the biggest GNR junkie, but somehow the way you guys delivered those songs along with the regular catalog was just totally killer. And, and talk about that period. And I think it was one thing I wanted to ask you specifically was, I believe on a couple of the tours, did you sing the song Dr. Alibi, the Lemmy song? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I've, I've, I've always been singing that one. So we, um, it's, it'll be 13 years this March that we've been playing together. So, which is surreal. I mean, but, but I say that, but it will be, wow, it'll be 15 years that since I, two, no, it'll be 2010. So 13 years. Oh my gosh, my brain. <laughs> yeah, 13 years I've been playing with Slash and 11 years of the Conspirators. So that's basically how that works. Um, yeah, I, I've sort of been singing a, a little piece of the show for since the beginning, like uh, a little this, little that. So I, they've had me sing Guns N' Roses songs. They've had me sing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun thing. Like everything else, it's getting harder and harder to kind of find a moment to do the goddamn thing. But we did a record in at the top of 2022 um that was a blast that came out we did a quick run on that before everybody else got busy with everything else we were doing so um we're just trying to find a moment now to get it back on the same track you know it's 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 not easy (laughs) no a lot of moving parts yeah i'm sure i have one last question uh home pay homage to your canadian roots you you know yeah the age of electric and Toke? Is that how you pronounce the hook? Actually, hook. Clo- you're close. Yeah. yeah. What awesome is a French toque? word? A toque. A toque is, uh, a toque is yeah. It's basically the a beanie like uh, you know the South Park kids wear with the okay. pom pom on top. They call that a toque. It's okay. a French word for some kind of for that kind of hat, I guess. And for Canadians, just call it's like if you said a toque to a Canadian, they're like, oh, yeah. they know exactly what okay. you're talking about. But it's it's a very specifically Canadian word. Yeah. But the question is, how deep do you go into Canadian metal? Anvil, Exciter, Killer Dwarfs. What about what about Sword? I remember Sword. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those well, guys are great. They just released a new one. Did they? Sword Three. Rick Hughes and all the guys. We had them on the show at the end of the year. And wow, fantastic! And Those guys are great. They, Old school, like real true metal. Yeah, I love that. And the fun thing with Sword Three that just came out. It's all the stuff from Metalized. And the follow-up that the AOR guy at the time said wasn't good enough. 
Ah, so, love it. Yeah, they brought it back out and I polished it. it up. So look, that's the most rock and roll thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So I'll let Walt right. finish this up. Hey, Todd, thanks a lot. I, I learned Thank a lot. You. It was like I was a I was a listener. You guys, but uh, <laughs> best of luck, and we'll run into you in the future for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, Todd, it's been our pleasure. Uh, one last thing: your time to shamelessly promote anything you want aside from this new album, new band. What's el- what else is in store for you in 2023? Where can we find all about your uh, activities? Oh, come find me on the social media, Todd Kearns everywhere except Twitter, Todd Dammit Kearns. The um, uh, what else? Uh, I, Heroes and Monsters Band. Uh, go to Frontiers, find us there. Tracy Guns and I wrote a record during COVID. That's coming out uh, towards the end of 23. So that's and it's fucking great. Frankly, I think it's one of the, my favorite things I've ever been a part of. And um, yeah, so just lots going on. Tuca's got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. It's going to be a crazy year. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure, yeah. and uh, we're going to get the word out on this new album. And, uh, you know, we'll hope to talk to you again down the line and get you back on the show at some point. Please, I'd love to. We'll get on Hang Longer, talk about deep shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we go good. deep. We go deep. <laughs> I love that it. Sounds good. That sounds good. Awesome, All right. guys. All right. Happy 2023. Have a great one. You too. Yeah, you too. Happy 2023. See you, Todd. Cheers. Bye bye. Take off. Hey. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.